Um, I'm going to do the blurb. Alex Hitch Hutchinson is a professional. <laughs> <laughs> You realise you're now you've not volunteered twice to read the report, right? Ben's already told me I have to do it. Right, right, okay, that's why right. I was gonna say that makes a lot more fucking sense now. Dear listeners, thank you for joining us as we once again go back to The Pictures, a movie review podcast by three university friends taking you on an adventure through time and space. Not to be confused with the popular Einstein theory, rather we are discussing an era in our lives where we had an abundance of time and space. The three of us lived, studied and raved together as Manchester students between 2005-2009, and when we couldn't be found on campus or at legendary Manchester venues such as M2, Bomp Bar, subspace and popos we could be found at home watching a shit ton of movies now in our 30s we've regrouped and decided to re-watch all the films we originally watched together at uni sometimes with glee often with gloom but always with humor follow our journey as we resurrect review and reconsider motion pictures movies films flicks and features from a simpler time i am your host ben 90 percent of my mass is below the surface rose I'm Anton. They don't need no pizza. They got food right there. <laughs> this is where you live. This is where you live. Hands down to the side, 90 degrees. That's a long ass intro. Ogundubu. <laughs> I am Ian. Ooh, anyone fancy spring rolls? Green. So tell me, Dr. Green, where are we going this time? The year is 2005, and the movie is Hitch. Oh well done, Ian. Fucking said it. You nailed that. Just, just wait till you start reading the plot. (laughs) Alex Hitchinson, President (laughs) Doctor, coaches men. Oh shit! (laughs) Oh god! That's right, though. The exact release date was February eleventh, two thousand and five, and Hitch. It's a rom-com directed by Andy Tennant and starring Will I Am Legend. Smith and Eva Mendez and quick shout out to Ms. Mendez who has become the first Back to the Pictures alumni to receive a second movie review from us your trusted trio absolutely yeah that that. that accolade should go straight to the top of her CV right next Mm. to hashtag married Ryan Gosling (laughs) so this film what is it about it's a dating coach who takes on a bumbling client to help him find love but things get complicated when this coach meets his own love interest that challenges mm-hmm. everything he thinks he knows about the business of true love. Mm-hmm. This movie made $368 million worldwide. Ooh. Worldwide. Yeah. <clears throat> and critics liked it. Yeah. Did we? Yes. We'll find out. We will find out. Oh. Maestro. No. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Maestro, play that trailer, please. That's where I come in. 
Excuse me. Uh, by asking if it was diet, she took it as you trying to imply that you thought she was fat. Go get a red rose, get a regular Coke, tell her she's everything you never knew you always wanted. Any problems, give me a call. From Columbia Pictures. Did you ever hear this guy they call the date doctor? Urban Myth. Really? Absolutely. I was told you were the guy that helps guys like me. Nobody's perfect. That's pathetic. Pathetic. But one man. My name is Alex Hitchens. Call me Hitch. Can help you come close. Let me give you my number. Do you have a pen? He can show you the moves. Elbows, six inches from the waist, 90 degree angles. This is home. You see somebody you know, I don't want none of this. Don't bite your lip. Stop biting your lip. None of this. Okay, see, now that's what I need to be learning. In the club with my homies, trying to get a little VI, down on the low key. Don't ever do that again. He can teach you the rules. It's really necessary. Have you seen your back? The guy with all the answers. Whenever I'm around, I just can't get my stuff right. Oh. I saw that going differently in my mind. We'll have some questions of his own. Is it me or is it just a little itchy in here? Wow, are you okay? Well, I know what's happening. You think that I'm in a stressful state because I'm trying to make a good impression? No, I think you have food allergies. Oh. Will Smith. It is not that serious. Hitch, the cure for the common man. Eight out of ten women believe that the first kiss will tell them everything that they need to know. The secret is to go 90% of the way and hold. Show me the magic. Show me the magic. What the hell was that? I showed you the magic. I, no, I said come 90, then I come 10. You don't go the whole 100. You overzealous son of a... So, ladies and gentlemen... This is the point where we warn you, spoilers come quick and then five fingers to Chris Rock's face. So if you want to pause the podcast and watch the movie, then go ahead. But if not, let's crack on. Mm. <laughs> Alex Chris Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are you <laughs> adding to his name? This just <laughs> joke. <laughs> I'm going to be so sad when this joke is gone. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with the cast as usual. I'm going to start with the female lead, which is Eva Mendes, as previously mentioned, our first mm -hmm. returning actor to Back to the Pictures. Uh, Eva Mendes, who we covered in Training Day, she was also in critically acclaimed films, Too Fast, Too Furious, and Ghost Rider. Wait, no, strike that, reverse it. Critically panned films, <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious, and Ghost Rider, to name a few. But she does a good job in this film. Yeah, yeah, you can't hit you can't hit on the too fast franchise or the fast to furious or the too fast too too furious to, to the moon <laughs> seventeen million. Let's face it, they're still going. So. I'm, su I'm surprised Ghost Rider and too fast and the fast and the furious haven't crossed over. The Ghost Furious, yeah, furious Ghost too fast too spooky. I'm pretty sure they Ghosts do. And the furious. They do Transformers first, surely. <laughs> <laughs> too fast to ride. Sorry, that's the wrong type of film. <laughs> I think I've seen that one to me. <laughs> so, Smith. The titular hitch is played by Will Smith. But this is being recorded in a post-Oscar slap world, and I don't know how much we want to go into it. I am going to issue a trigger warning to anyone that's listening. Uh... Be honest, yeah? What is your what is your feeling of Will Smith right, right now? 
I thought this was a bit awkward to watch, to be fair, with Time and Watts. I think yeah. he's uh, he's probably at a bit of a low. I I loved Will Will Smith in this. It was great watching him again because he. I don't think many actors could have pulled off this part or this role like he does, and I think he nailed it. it was, made it, me it enjoy was, the it film. Was, it was down there built for for Will Smith. I, you know I mean, I, literally. I couldn't. I couldn't get him slapping Chris Rock out of my head this entire film. I've, so, so like for me, obviously, you both know how much I like. I'm how much of a fan I am of Will Smith. Like huge huge fan yeah you always idolise them absolutely and it's like it's a shame because like I said as soon as it happened I was like great this isn't going to be about another black male winning the Oscar second only to like to Sidney Poitier and Wills and um, Denzel Washington but it's like <sighs> he is the guy who I, I would always say like man Never wish you were someone else unless you could be Will Smith. Will Smith, exactly. But then even you know, watching... If, if, if your family's coming apart and you've got problems behind the scenes, you and your wife are like struggling to stay together and then someone does that to your wife on live TV, I can see why he's like Chris Rock, I hate to say, but it was the wrong thing to do. But, <sighs> but sure, I think he made a choice. It's like, I, just I do so this. And... Like, like you said, it's, for, it's just forever tainted. It just doesn't... There's there's just so much they're dealing with, and I watched that. You know the um, you know the the YouTube thing he did, or uh, when he was when he was promoting his book. I watched that, and he, it, it was just an honest thing about all the stuff that he dealt with and everything, and obviously the stuff that he had to watch. His his obviously his mum eventually left their family because of the abuse that she got for the hand of her dad and stuff. And there's just so much in it, and it's just like the guy was dealing with a lot. But at the end of the day, you're still Will Smith. Do you know what I mean? You, mm. half half of that whole documentary was the fact that the person he is and the the, the 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 character he's created aren't aligned and it was almost a case of the character which he used to call the general in essence oh no he used to call the character something like Mr. Fluffy I think it was Mr. Fluffy is, is the kind of the happy fresh prince of Bel-Air blah 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 and then the general is the go-getter and you can just tell he went from Mr. Fluffy to the general and when people aren't true to themselves, and I'm sure this is probably this is probably synonymous for many actors. I mean, Beyonce had Sasha. That's what she calls her character. Her, you know, like they literally have to almost kind of separate themselves from the reality to be able to kind of go out there and perform. And it's like when you don't have that that homeostasis, that kind of true you versus out there. And I understand there's many reasons why you have to do it for protection to be able to kind of go out and do your job and stuff. It just it's too much. Let's face it. And everyone's pointing out it and said it. When Chris Rock makes that joke, he laughs. Will Smith, he op- op- you see, you can see him. He openly laughs. It's not till he looks at Jaden, he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. And then, like you said, Mister Fluffy, as he, as he calls it, dies. So really, it was the look from his wife that Absolutely. pushed him at the edge, not the and joke. Well, it's not, it hasn't it. even got to be so much the look. To me, it was like he saw his wife was hurt, and it's just mm. like, fine, yep, I'm in. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like. Well, I mean, for me, to, I mean, we're, we're obviously digressing quite a bit here, but for me personally, like I said, to bringing it back, I, it's, it's fortunate because I do, I do watch all the stuff, and I, for me, Will Smith is still Will Smith. He's still, he's still one of my idols. If, if, if you, if, if I have any, um, just because like in those similarities in our personality stuff, I was even proud of like his birthday's in September, mine's in September. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I see a lot of aspirational character traits. 
in certain things as well that in in him and I think as a as a as, as growing up and watching that and loads of people you know like comparing me to him in terms of like our personality and stuff it's like it's always been such a big thing and for me that slap wasn't so much a a guy losing it it was just it was almost like a, a breakdown of 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 the person I had in my head do you know what I mean and it was sure, just like yeah. oh, it's such a it's just it was just it's just such a shame and it wasn't even like it was some random person it was against Chris Rock. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's great. Let's, let's sully one of the greatest black moments with black on black fighters. Yeah. Oh man, it was such a shame. It really is. And that's all I can think. It's just, just it's just such a shame. Because he, he will be given a chance to rise again. It's just when. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, you just brought up a element about um, race and, and race politics. Well, uh, the movie makers of this film feared that a black couple would be off-putting for the whole worldwide audience. I, can't believe, I cannot believe this is still a thing. Yeah. To the point where Cameron Diaz was the first person they considered, but they didn't want to put an interracial couple. And I was like, what? What? Well, they, they didn't... They they thought white and black would offend American traditional <sighs> family viewers, which tells you a lot about the state. And, and to be fair, I don't think much has changed in that regard. Oh, okay, Star Trek 1972. Freaking hell. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why William Shatner and... Aurora decided to kiss because William Shatner and Aurora decided to put it in. I can't believe we're however many, many years on and that's still a thing. Yeah. But then again, funny enough, I mentioned that actually. I remember when Craig David said he went to America and he was trying to crack that. And you know, he did the video, can you fill me in? He did it in America. And he was like, they wouldn't let... It's a, it's a, I think it's a, it's a white girl in... Or mixed race girl, can you fill me in? Either way, she has a light complexion. He said he went over there and then the girl in the video, they were like, oh, it's got to be a black girl. He was like, why? I was like, oh, because you're obviously the mixed race slash black male, so we have to have a black. I was like, what? And yeah, it's still a thing. I was like, this is madness. Yeah, man, that's just casual institutional racism popping up to say hello. <sighs> hey, the movie's a great movie. Uh, well, the, the the two leads have great chemistry, so yeah, I'll leave it at that. Kevin James in the only movie of his I've ever enjoyed. <laughs> Paul Blart, excuse me. <laughs> I hate the shit out of that mall cop. I hate mall cop. I hate when Chuck and Larry, whatever, all terrible. This was his feature film debut after King of Queens. That was one of the reasons he actually only got he got the move the the part or where he was put forward for it was because Will Smith liked King of the Hill, but um, King of Queens, King King of (laughs) King of the Hill is a great show, but. I'm gonna King say, who the fuck is he? King of the Hill. <laughs> King of, sorry, King of Queens. Yes, I meant. I actually meant King of Queens. King of the Hills. That's that's a that is a great show, by the way. Amber Valletta, who plays Albert's love interest, uh, Allegra Cole, who I only recognise as the poltergeist from What Lies Beneath. <laughs> oh, wow. I literally only know her as Allegra Cole. I do. I cannot tell you a single other thing she's been in. That's because um, Amber is primarily a supermodel. Right. Okay. Is she hotter than Eva Mendes or Paula Patton? Not so sure. But mm. Paula Patton, by the way, is the hottest girl in this entire movie. So for, apparently, this was her. This was her debut in this film. Yeah. If if you need to know, Ian, she's the one that um, Hitch does the gambit where he puts the money in her hand, thinking she's a waitress. Oh, man. oh right. Okay. Yeah. Jeffrey Donovan as Sleazeball Vance Munson. I don't get his character at all, Anton. Maybe you can help me with this. Isn't he meant to be trapped in Miami after being burnt? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
So, sorry, Ian. Just so you know, this uh, this actor played uh, the main part in a series that me and Anson used to watch called Burn Notice. Um, rounding out the rest of the cast, uh, a shout out to a favourite of ours from back in the day, Michael Rappaport. We mentioned uh, Paula Patton, Smoking Hot Conquest of Hitch, mm. and uh, Kevin Sussman reprising his role as Stuart Bloom from The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> can I, can I, no, I was watching this, right? And I was just like, this is what this guy does best. When he when when Hitch comes out with a dog and gives it to him, right? The turn, that picture, like if you guys haven't seen it, just watch that picture perfect turn from Neil when he's like, Kip, yep. He just has that geeky confidence that <laughs> works in the geek world. Do you know what I mean? Like in geek world, he's a don. And he, he pretty much has that in Big Bang Theory as well. That turn was unbelievable. Even when he pulls the car over, it tells it to stop. It's like all yeah. his moves are purposeful as hell. He, nail, he nails that kind of confident geek. Absolutely yeah. nails it. Um, Adam Arkin, who Boston alumni, I think he was the district attorney for a couple of episodes. He mm. plays the newspaper editor. Yeah, um, really, really well. He always, he's always good at those type of characters. Yeah, he's great. And a special shout out, this is personal, to uh, a 1980s bit part legend, Philip Bosco, who plays... Oh, legend. Oh, Anton knows. Anton... Of course I know, absolutely. So, uh, this this is the guy for anyone listening, and probably for Ian, uh, this is the guy who's the head of the accountancy firm who's j- trying to tell Allegra, just keep your money with us, don't try mm. anything crazy. Um, when I see this guy, I know I am usually watching a cherished 80s classic. He was oh. in the money pit, he yep. was the guy who gave the incredibly on-the-nose sign-off line to the entire film's theme. Uh, Three Men and a Baby, he plays Detective Malkowitz. Yep. Uh, as the softest policeman ever. And me and my brother's favourite line from that film that we always still say is uh, he goes up to Tom Selleck's apartment and Tom Selleck's pretty sure that he's going to get done. Yeah. And the guy asks for a glass of water and then while Tom Selleck's fiddling in the other room, he comes back out and goes, oh, can't forget the guy, can't forget his water. I don't want his mouth to run dry when he reads me my rights. He was in Working Girl and everything. He's a working girl. He's, he's in Trading girl. Places for like two seconds yeah. as a doctor. Yeah. He was in Quick Change as the bus driver. Uh, one of those bit part actors that you never forget. Yeah, my best friend's wedding. He was in loads of stuff. Yeah, he's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Should we... As always, man, there is one person you've forgotten to name. Oh, here we <laughs> oh, go. Oh, here Drum we go. roll, please. This, this is legit as well. Uh, in the speed dating, there was a gentleman there called Joe Low Troglio from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was uh, surprised to see him. Okay. Is he the one that um, Will Smith takes the seat of? Uh, no, it's the guy on the table next to them, I think, who just wouldn't stop talking. Oh, oh. right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was literally like a background extra, but I saw his face and was like, Doyle, man. Just couldn't. I didn't know you watched that show. There you go. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Tell me why. Ain't nothing. It was was number five. Number five (laughs) killed my brother. (laughs) That one scene got me into it. I was fucking sold. It was absolutely... Like, I don't know. I can't pick. I can pick probably two scenes. Right out of Brooklyn Nine Nine, one is one's a trash can in like Venezuela, and the other one is your locker. <laughs> Wrong. They're both your locker. <laughs> like that one, that scene, yeah. and the Tell Me Why are the only two scenes I know. And purposely, I've just left it as that because I don't want. To, yeah, I don't it, want it. It ruined. doesn't get better. To be fair. 
Absolutely. Tell me why. <laughs> you basically, have you seen? Have you seen that scene, Ben? No. Ian, the time has come. You can say your fucking line now. Uh, Alex Hitch Hitchinson's. Wait, Hitchens. Alex. Fuck. Right, two seconds. Okay, stop moving on your fucking chair. I fucking can't. I'm nervous. Right, let's go. <laughs> Alex Hitch Hitchinson's Will Smith is a professional date doctor who coaches other men in the art of wooing women with the main focus of having genuine long-term relationships. He's very successful at what he does while coaching one of his clients, Albert Brenneman, uh, played by Kevin James, who is smitten with a client of his investment firm, a celebrity uh, Allegra Cole, played by Amber uh, Valletta. Uh, Hitch finds himself falling for uh, Sarah Millis, uh, played by Eva Mendes, uh, a gossip con- con- columnist. Uh, and cynical workaholic. <laughs> Eat his dick! That's, that, that was great, Ian. If you wouldn't mind doing it again and just not trying to piss all over my life. <laughs> where, 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 what, did, where did I get stuck? Was, I got stuck on what Allegra. What the fuck I, I, is I, an I, Allegra? I, 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 not only does that show that you've not you watched got, the film, <laughs> you got stuck. You got stuck at Alex Hitch Hitchinson. Name. His name's Hitchins. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Hitch- Alex Hitch- Hitchinson. Alex Hitchinson. He's like, why are you adding the sons at the end of it? Alex Hitch Hitchens. Hitchens. And you don't need to say the names as well. Like, just ignore the names. No, he He's will a take professional that. Date he will doctor. take that literally. <laughs> <that's on. laughs> Do you not know this boy? This is why I'm not allowed to do this bit. Right. I'm right. gonna fucking read this in a second. Mute, mute yourself, mute yourself. It's good, it's good, it's good. Right. I don't want people writing in and tweeting saying, why don't these guys ever give Ian a chance to, <laughs> to read? <laughs> Alex Hitch Hitchens, we will play by the... <laughs> it's the pressure what you want? Tell me what you want! <laughs> Alex Hitch Hitchens. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Alex Hitch Hitchens, played by Will Smith, is a professional date doctor who coaches other men in the art of wooing women, with the main focus of having genuine long-term relationships. He's a very successful at what he does <laughs> while coaching one of his clients. Mate, that's how it's fucking written. I'm reading that going fucking cross-eyed. No, I know exactly what that's what's like. <laughs> What? You, add, you added a <laughs> <laughs> It says he is very successful, not he is a very he's successful. A very, <laughs> he's a, he's a very I didn't even know I said that. I didn't even hear it. Oh, we're never going to get through this. With the main focus of having genuine long term relationships, he is very successful at what he does. While coaching one of his clients, Alex Brenneman, <laughs> no. Kevin James. No. It's Albert. It's Albert. It's Alex. Okay. Right, I'm reading this. Doesn't say Alex. Fuck this. Fuck this. I'm, re- I'm reading. No, this. I said you can't. Let what? Like. This- right, one more. Let's oh, fucking go. Hitch finds himself falling for Sarah Mellez, played by Eva Mendes, a golem, a gossip columnist, <laughs> and cynical. <laughs> Almost. You can- <laughs> Oh my 
just need, just need that last line again, right? Yeah, yeah, Gollum, just Gollum communist. finds himself falling for Sarah Meles. Uh, fuck. Uh, Hitch finds himself falling for Sarah Meles, played by Eva Mendes, a Gollum con- <laughs> 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 You know, you know, you know how, like, people just let you get extra time the exam. <laughs> this, this is why. Because we're sitting there thinking, why the fuck is there a Gollum communist? <laughs> In this movie, I don't remember Gollum being any part of it. <laughs> oh shit. Hitch finds himself falling for Sarah Millers, played by Eva Mendes. A Gollum. Fuck me. A gossip columnist, a gossip writer, a gossip writer, and a cynical worker. I can't take it. Just fucking, put, fucking mute yourself. I can't. Just fucking mute yourself and fuck off. <laughs> I'll just get through it. I just need silence. The <laughs> fuck out my fucking podcast. <laughs> just mute. Oh fucking God. mute. We can do this. Hitch finds himself falling for Sarah Mellas, played by Eva Mendes, a gossip writer and cynical workaholic. <laughs> fucking nailed it. First time. I mean, the movie opens with a big warm hug. Uh, and that's the tone. It sets the tone for the film. The opening credits are a joy, right down to the Jimmy Cliff music. Absolutely. I mean, that song just pumps you up. Uh, to me, the word is glossy. Mm. Like, great New York setting. No city looks better on film when done right. Which is probably why they show the uh, Ghostbusters fire station. Uh, because Ghostbusters did it best, you know? But Andy Tennant's direction presents this bright blue sky utopia. Mm. Everybody's good looking, hangs out at expensive restaurants, work is obviously very plentiful because they're all well-paid, high-income job earners with nothing to worry about. They have all the time in the world to stalk and pursue women. I feel this aesthetic lulls us into a false sense of security that everything happening here is PG and well-intentioned. I agree with you. I, 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 I definitely get what you mean. And, and it's contrasted by the first image of the entire film before the narration begins is of this beautiful woman who's asleep in bed and we're watching her as she wakes up. Already I feel like I'm invading her space and privacy. Like I feel like a voyeur. <laughs> and guess what? That's exactly what's happening to these women right from the very first shot of the movie. <clears throat> like we are combated with this idea by the sultry and comforting tone of Will as Hitch. You know, he starts with his basic principles and he starts with the lines that... No woman wakes up not wanting to feel... not wanting to be swept off her feet. Yeah, go, her, no no woman wakes up in the morning and says, God, I hope I don't get swept off my feet off today. Feet, exactly that, so yeah. Immediately, that is disarming and agreeable, but it is also covering for the fact that... Is he, is he just a pickup artist? I mean... I don't think the intention, because obviously it's very much a <clears throat> Disney Channel version of that, if that makes sense. It's PUA light, if you will. All the, all the misogyny or any kind of negativity in that is taken away. Sanitized. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're in Hitch's world immediately. And in this world, 
women are a thing to be conquered, except they're not. But how careful does this film have to tread between being a stalker's handbook and on the other side being a relationship guru life coach well, like I said I think the whole purpose is and obviously they touch upon it much more in the film and it becomes the entire premise of the film and the discussion of it it isn't to conquer so much as it is to give men who were like Hitch seemingly a fighting chance but that's, that's how, it. He, that's how reverse, he sets the scene though that's how it's, yeah, that's how it's meant to be he, but he still... says it I help men find true love mm. or if you read deeper and I'm just playing devil's advocate he orchestrates women falling in love with men. But it's again, it's I think it's his whole point and the, like the, the premise of the film being a happy film is he's giving uh, guys who can't be noticed the chance to be noticed. Exactly. That's that's one it's way of putting it. Exactly I, I'm not that. picking sides, at least not yet. I'm just getting rid of the one word that came to my mind, which is gloss. If you take away the gloss, what are we left with? there's a completely other valid side of the argument which is really creepy. Uh, absolutely, I mean, but I, I think it's easy to do with this film where, like, if you... Like, some people were saying that Hitch could potentially be, like, a horror film where it's, like, a stalker's dream. You could like, absolutely to... recut the trailer of Hitch and make it a yeah. horror. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, it's doable, but it's, again, it's... You know, it was released, what, three days before Valentine's Day, and it's... I think it's meant to be taken a bit of a pinch of salt. Like, the guy at the start jumping in front of a fucking cab. I, I'm pretty sure no one would. You yeah. Like, I'm not saying someone wouldn't do that. I'm just saying, like, I don't think you would have someone like Hitch in real life be like, by the way, order a cab. Pretend it nearly ran you over. You're just about to stand at the bottom of the stairs with the dog. Well, that's the yeah. example of his MO. Just... That's, the one he de- that's the one the character decides to show us. He steals a dog, hands it to Stu for Big Bang. And manipulates a woman into thinking Stu has saved her dog from being struck by a cab. What if yeah. the cab hadn't stopped? Dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, I knew, I'm going to keep calling him Stu because I'm sorry, I know him as Stu, although his name was actually Neil. He bring, he, the whole point, like I said, what I liked about him was his confidence. And at one point, he, he, brings the, he tells the cab to come over, stops. Yeah. So he gives he gives he, he actually beckons the cab forward and tells it to stop. So the cab was one hundred percent in on it. Wait, there's even like this elderly lady at the back of the scene who like looks at him get up, and like save the dog. She like shakes her head and walks off. <laughs> I was like, she knows what just happened. She's seen it. So basically, he is pitching us as we watch a deception. He talks about the basis of neurolinguistic theory that ninety percent of all communication is nonverbal. He says ninety percent of what we're saying ain't coming out of our mouths, which sidebar this answers the question to all of our listeners out there these ethereal voices you hear are just 10 percent of the mystery that is back to the pictures fair enough a lot of the scenarios are you can argue they were disingenuous blah 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 etc a lot of the scenarios they created most of the women watching that would not would, would if they had a picture as to how they wanted to meet their men they would want that kind of picture mm. let's, let's be honest let's be honest Debatable. they want to be swept up their feet they want the this guy saved my dog and that's how we met they want the oh he did this and stuff. They want the fantasy the the the, the fantasy scenario. Absolutely. I remember reading a joke um, on some. That's like saying that people would rather be in the Matrix than be in reality. It's, it, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the it's the fairy tale scenario that people are after. Very much so. And I remember re- I remember reading um, I think it was a joke. It was like a meme or something where it said, "It's crazy to think of a world without online dating, um, where people." used to meet by bumping into their co-workers with a massive file of papers and they all fall on the floor. So it's obviously making fun of the fact that 
obviously in, in like the media and things that we see, it is literally just that, oh, and then there's this moment. At the end of the day, what Hitch is doing is recreating those moments. Absolutely. And that gives the guy the opportunity then, because at the end of the day, if, he, if he's a jerk and he doesn't know himself, himself if, he doesn't, if he can't prove himself, then it still doesn't work. It still doesn't work. And it's the type of scenarios that are far better than, are we, I swipe right. Yeah, okay. It, it's early doors. I'm not convinced. And we'll get more into it, I'm sure. But uh, this opening scene is, is basically a pitch from Hitch hmm. or as to buy into this world. Don't, you know, buy into, buy into my world where everything I do is for the best of everyone. And hmm. you're also trying to figure out who is Hitch. And it's quite clear what the movie is trying to achieve and what Will Smith is trying to portray in the Hitch character. But I am, I'm taking an observational approach of what if I was just watching this happen in real life instead of watching it in a movie um, you know, from the lens of a camera that a director is directing. My, mm. my favourite read of this movie, and there are a few different ways you can take this movie, of course, but in a sociological context is that it's unresolved childhood trauma <laughs> and it can really affect who you become. I mean, you think you're doing the right thing and that you're on a crusade to stop other people from feeling the way that you felt, but really you become a monster yourself. <laughs> I mean, like, let's, let, we, we, it's not too early to go into the, the backstory of Hitch, right? Mm. You know, we see his story. It's a, he's a jilt, he was jilted by a lover in college. Mm. Bad job making Will Smith look 19 or 20 years old, by the way. But that, that one moment in college has turned him into this like vigilante he's like frank castle with a don juan disguise <laughs> you know um in fact the hero of the movie is the guy that was mac that that his girl cheated on him with when he's like what did i do wrong he's like right now what you're doing dude right you're doing now? dude you're doing it now he's weird now it's a weird uh concept because relationship and dating coaches is nothing new not even in 2005 so why is he so secretive unless what he's doing is a dark art? In fact, this film should have been called I Am Legend <laughs> as opposed to the other one because he's, he's like a rumour, he's a myth, he's like Agent J, he's like Deja Vu. He, it's just weird. I, I, I could imagine though if you've met someone like if it's like a new relationship or you've been together a short time and you find out someone paid a coach to get you like X amount of dates... I imagine that would be quite off-putting. Whereas, if you've been together a long time, it's, you'd probably be like, yeah, you're a douche, but... I like the simplicity, the way you put it, but he... But, I mean, he, he says, and again, he's hitting us over the head with it to begin with, he's like, I, I want these men to cherish and understand women, not bed them. He needs to know that these men are in love with the women they are paying him to make them theirs. Now, how can you truly be in love with a person you see once a week at Pilates you know you're in love with the idea of her you know what you might have in common with her and and everything that goes along with her is I mean what does Albert really know about Allegra except that she's hot and rich like the thing is Hitch 100% believes in what he's saying this guy has a statue of Cupid with his arrow in his apartment it's not exactly subtle this is who he is completely mm. And the dramatic irony is that Hitch is a hypocrite because he says he will only train men who are in love, yet he will never be in love himself after the bad college romance. He's given them every opportunity that he probably didn't have himself now that he understands that. Look, here's the funny thing. I love this film. <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to have 
my cake and eat it. I'm saying that if I take the movie the way it's being presented to me, I like it. But not so much if I was to really take off the bells and whistles and, and think about it hard. And obviously a lot of people love it. It's the second highest grossing movie uh, rom-com of all time behind What Women Want, which coincidentally is another movie about tricking women. And uh, <laughs> and you know what the fourth uh, highest grossing rom-com of all time is? Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your contribution to the discourse. There's something about Mary, a movie where everyone is deceiving the title character just to get into bed. <laughs> yeah. This, you know, this is Will Smith's first uh, romantic film, and he does a, he does a great job. We like Hitch, we love Hitch, as the character, but I still think there are ways to read this film that are not so lovable. I mean, yeah. oh, agreed. Let's let's see let's see him Hitch in action. Okay, so we we get this uh, scene where again he's he's we don't just see Hitch training; we see him in the field, right? Quote unquote, he's sergeant. So this is his gambit. He pretends like some random woman in the bar is a waitress. We've all read the game. This is a neg. It gets her attention. It takes her away from her wing women and the other potential suitors. Uh, side note, I posture that in the, if that happened in the UK, the woman would just keep the money. She wouldn't even go after him. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'd further posture that the other blokes would try and show off their dick sizes by confronting Hitch about disrespecting her. But I digress. What <clears throat> One of the things about this glossy New York utopia is that there are no consequences to Hitch's actions. No man at all reacts to him. It's like they become frozen statues whenever he's around. So this gambit of of him making out like the he thought the girl, the woman was a was a waitress works nine times out of ten if you're Will Smith. Absolutely. I don't think you know the hottest woman in the bar would, would would play ball with anyone else. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I mean that whole the whole. I remember the first time I watched it, and that whole that whole bit itself. I was just like, nah, just 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 nah. I mean, like, yeah. One, I don't know what waitress is wearing in in America. I did. I, I remember asking myself loads of questions. The first one being, is this what do waitresses dress how they want in America? Hmm. Like, wouldn't there be some form of uniform? Fair enough. Okay, it's a high end place. Maybe they would wear what the hell they want. But then, it's clearly the case of that she, she liked him. She, she's dressed. She's just dressed incredibly. What like, like you said, I don't, it would not have worked had it not been Will Smith. Hmm. But at the hmm. same time, Hitch has very much, and this is the whole purpose of it. This is almost, This is the whole purpose of it. He has very much spent time to ensure that he is not the person that he is in college. So. With his with his <clears throat> his mannerisms and swagger and 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 suave and all that he he has those tools, yet chooses them to yet mainly chooses them to as or at least as as a profession to help other men for his own personal conquests or whatever you want to call them. It seemed very very different. Like it's it's, it's very much a case of calling on that because again that that particular thing for me that didn't show any smoothness to me personally. Like it didn't. Like at all, I remember watching that the very first time. I thought that that was it. That's that's. I thought it'd show something more. Do you know what I mean? And I, I do agree. I I know what you mean. And also, he says to Jeffrey Donovan in a couple of scenes later, he says, uh, oh, "I don't do hit and quit," which he does because he bedded her and then walked home. Um, a hundred percent. It definitely is. I'm glad that's what's happened. But 
one thing I noticed is that as he was walking, it it was also very evident that it didn't seem that it was all that fulfilling. He wasn't. He doesn't seem all that fulfilled. He seems like his his fulfillment comes from actually helping the, these men that he meets. Because again, that walk home was lonely, and I think they I think they clearly wanted to show it like that as well. Like at one point, the cab. He asks for a cab and the cab ignores him. Do you know what I mean? Is it like let's 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 evidence that he's alone? Do you know what I mean? I agree. I agree. He they right. they've done a lot in the first twenty minutes to set up Hitch's world. Uh, no matter how uh, I may view it or how I may contextualize it, they t- they show us his world. They give us his um, uh, what's the word? They give us his mission statement. Mo, yeah, uh, we don't, yeah, we don't just see him coach. We see him in the field, and then just as the sort of beginning bit ends, we see what the true hitch is, and that's the mm. fact that he's lonely and mm. not as um, not as set as he would like maybe to think he is. Mm. He's missing something in his life. Mm. Now, there is one thing, and I can't remember how early on it starts. That scene where he's walking away. I think that's the first time, and I'm, I'm, apologies, I should have rewatched it actually and checked. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a song, or there's a, there's a, there's a ton, there's like a tonation that plays throughout the entire film, and I've 100% checked this, as in like there's loads of moments, and they're all key, pivotal, key, key pivotal moments, and it just, it is, it's, it's all variations of, dinner, 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 right? Hmm. That very much sounds like a song by the charlatans called Love is the Key. And when they, that, when they are singing that bit, that's how they're singing it. Love is the key, love is the key, because it's a, it's a rock song, right? Throughout the entire parts of the film, all like pivotal moments, and sorry to kind of jump ahead, but literally you play it through loads of different bits, through bits of Albert's relationship with Allegra, um, through his interaction with Sarah Milas, up until the very end where he's obviously kind of admitting stuff and everything, that tone plays throughout the entire song, uh, throughout the entire film. And it was almost like particular points where they're showing it. And I'm pretty sure the first time, if I remember correctly, they played that is when he's walking by himself in that scene. And it's almost like this guy is alone, but love is the key. You, you picked that... You, you took a couple of bars. I literally, I spent ages trying to find charlatans, Hitch, Andy Tennant, blah, 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 loads of stuff. And I couldn't find it, but I'm telling you now, if you play that song, Love is the Key, there is that Love is the Key, Love is the Key, to the point where I've asked other people and they're like, uh, other people who are no charlatans fans, and they're like, yeah, 100%, that's the song. If that turns out to be correct, Anton, I'm going to put you forward for something. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> but I've genu- I've genuinely, I can't find anything on it, but 100%. Bless I don't know hunch. if it's maybe just unintentional or, or it is intentional and they just haven't like made it a thing or they just, or it's just meant to be like, you know, one of those things where a director will kind of notice that and will kind of put that in through the film or whatever, but it's not, it's not that major because they maybe think, but, but 100% that love is the key. 
But it always happens when he's solo or when he's in some kind of... Loads of stuff. When he's admitting stuff. When there's arguments between Albert and Sarah. When there's good parts between Albert and Sarah. When there's conversations... Albert and Allegra. Albert and Allegra, sorry. When there's conversations between um, Sarah and her friend Cassie. Sorry. Casey. Casey. Well, hey, Andy Tennant, if you're listening, get in touch with us. Back to the pictures at gmail.com or just find us on Facebook. Uh, I want to know. I want to know if Anton's got a point. Sounds sounds likely. It sounds uh, to my ears. It sounds like it. It's he's bang on. It just. It just. It. Ah, come on. It has to. Come on, Andy. Come on, Andy. <laughs> you fucking. All right. Come on, who? Eileen. Eileen. Yes. 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 Can't write this. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) To the point, I'm almost tempted to play the voice note I sent you guys because we obviously lost our shit. (laughs) Yeah, we 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 received a uh, a late night voice note. Um, it was a voice note onslaught by Anton. (laughs) Um. Which, which, and I take personal responsibility for being the biggest Ghostbusters fan that I know and never fucking noticing that Ghostbusters Fire Station is in the opening montage and Anton's clocked it immediately. I lost my shit. I yeah. could not believe it. was like watching Ghostbusters. That's how evident it was. One of the, the character that um, is making fun of the whole disgusting thing that Ian was talking about. That character's name, yeah, the blonde guy, his name is Egon. Oh. Interesting. I 100% reckon Andy Tennant is a massive Ghostbusters fan and thought, screw it, not only am I going to put the building in there, I'm going to name a character in there, I'm going to call him Egon. How many other films? Tell me another film with a character called Egon in it. Nope. You're Absolutely. Right. And uh, it's like, it could have been any fire station, why Ladder 8? Absolutely. It, it makes sense. It's definitely a nod. I reckon 100% is an O to... To Ghostbusters. It's but probably again, an, oh, it's an, he's he's doing look, this this guy's doing uh Tennant's doing a movie where New York is pretty much a character in this film. Exactly. Just like it was in Ghostbusters. And Ghostbusters exactly. probably set the benchmark for New York in movies. So are we saying this is set in the same universe as Ghostbusters? <laughs> well it's definitely set in the same universe as Burn Notice, but I'd like lo- I'd be you know, change my mind. Um I don't know if he picked it himself, but Hitch's character's wardrobe is insane. I always, always look at, in films, how characters are dressed. Because what they do a lot in films is they will change the character and the way they dress based on their journey within the particular film. And with Hitch, because obviously he starts off as this incredibly kind of suave person and eventually becomes more of, I don't know, quote unquote, a real boy. Yeah. He still obviously has that look, but is a lot more disheveled. And they show it where there's certain parts where for example, perfect example, they even use the trope of his shirt through the entire film where it's ripped. Now, that shirt got destroyed <laughs> in that taxi. But for some reason, they're walking around with it like it hasn't been totally torn apart. Um, and then towards the end, he is very much still kind of that disheveled. He's slightly more disheveled because he's now out of his comfort zone and becoming more of a real person. That makes sense? It, um, it's shredding his persona. It's mad, you're spot on. I'm flicking to the end of the film and wow, <laughs> that is... When he's in the hallway at the end. Yeah. yeah. T-shirt yeah. and shirt, undone. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt that the, the, this film is very confident. Very much a sophisticated uh, rom-com. Mm. Definitely. It's not your silly rom-com. 
It's mm. it's quite sophisticated. In fact, it plays almost more drama than it does laughs. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. The laughs are actually few and far between. Albert entering the plot is when the comedy kind of hits. You know, 20 minutes into the film, we or even 15 minutes into the film, we get the red herring that is Albert Brenneman. We think this is Hitch's task for the movie, end of. Mm. Um, it's the reveal that he's, he's going to help this blubbering um, idiot with a heart of gold. Uh, the the girl it's ends up being the subplot but we don't we you know we don't know that at the time mm. um, Albert's a successful accountant uh, we dive straight into his obsession with celebrity Allegra again I don't know what he knows about her other than she's fit as fuck and rich but I'll let that go um, Hitch coaches him how to stand out in his meeting with the stuffy suits and in a moment of and this is with a meet in, in a meeting with Allegra. He, Hitch basically tells him what to say and how to act to get her attention and in a moment of adrenaline he quits his job on the spot <laughs> I love I absolutely love that I love that scene I, I think I've been, I've been there where like my my excitement gets away with me and I'm like well no hold on I took a step too far I quit <laughs> like it's, it's, it's what I loved about it is it was so it was so like in a way, in a weird way, it was so honest. In that, if you if you tell someone to do something that's outside their comfort zone and they roll with it, to yeah, they'll where, go the whole you know, hog. Absolutely, where they've got nothing but comp- nothing but their passion mm-hmm. for direction, <laughs> they end yeah. up doing shit like that. And it just seems so genuine. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, they <laughs> say how big it is in in real life. You would have HR be like knocking at your flat, like we're just here to make sure you're okay. <laughs> We, we heard what happened today, and if you want to quit, that's fine. But I think we need to talk. Like, we're moving you off the 18th floor down to the first. So uh... it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because he quits, and you think, "Yeah, right on." And then you see his office, and I'm like, "You fucking crazy fool!" Absolutely that. Absolutely that. Exactly. Fucking hell, that office. Jesus, for for he's, d- he's doing well for himself. He's doing well for himself. Yeah. And we get that great slapstick funny scene where uh, Hitch and him are... Well, Hitch is coaching him from yeah, behind the door. absolutely, yeah. I love it where he's like, closes his mouth. I know, and you know, like, at one point where he's like, at one point where he's like, talking, and he's like, um... I think he looks, he looks at Hitch, and Hitch is like, points yeah. to his eyes, points to his eyes, look at how you yeah. just like... Even the bit where he puts the pen in his pocket, and yeah. then taps yeah, it, he taps it. He takes the time to tap it, and then he's like... So, somehow he knew when she was looking down and gives him the pen. It's absolutely brilliant. And it's yeah. funny because, like, Will Smith's hand is holding that door, I think, the entire time. It's like, you don't even notice that it. it's his freaking hand. Kevin James uh, does a really good job of... Uh, how do I put this? He... He is, he is literally a puppet for, for Hitch right now. Hitch has got his hand up his ass, And I can... And the way that he plays it to Allegra, uh, it's probably completely legit. She's like, yeah, this yeah. guy is yeah. mysterious. He's got uh, fire, passion. Yeah, exactly. Because he, he, he could be suave when he's being told what to do and say. Yeah, yeah. Exactly it, it's also helping him just regain, regain control of himself. Because like, his heart is racing. He's stumbling words. He can't think straight. And it's like, that isn't who that character is. Um do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Hitch is just like talk, can t- look at her. You know, he's yeah, just yeah. like, 
all the shit you should just be doing. But it's just this, you know, Albert just falls apart. And it's it, unconscious it's, incompetence. It's yes, almost it's almost that. teaching Albert to be himself. Yeah, uh, with a stronger point. frame. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's like you're forgetting just how to you know, breathe. And there's flashes of, and there's obviously flashes of that as well because that is again the whole point of the film. Absolutely, and you will hear me um, speak out against the Hitch character again in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, what what I'm saying is that there is one true line in this movie by a mile. It's the truest line by a mile, and it's this: they want the real you, but not all at once. Yeah. Yeah. You know why women want bad boys so that they can change them and then say that was the real him all along. It, it yeah. makes sense with that one sentence. Mm. The plausible deniability that the person wasn't who they thought they were, even if they were deep down that knew they were. Mm. I, I, I honestly think that's the truest line. You know, you, mm. you do have to put your best foot forward first. You always have to flirt. You do have to um, play a game. Uh, of yeah. cat and mouse but at the end of the day they do want the real you and it's the real you that shines through yeah mm, exactly that exactly that uh, one funny thing though also Hitch is reading up on Albert before he meets with him for the yeah. consultation and we see a list of some of his favourite things yeah, like, on that yeah, list I've is seen, his favourite music yeah I've seen loads of stuff yeah <laughs> so can I just say the list includes Led Zeppelin Barry White Celine Dion and the one that the last one on the list validates my theory that this film is about stalking women is Clay Aitken he did that one song which is the sexual pervert stalker peeping Tom national anthem (laughs) have you not heard it he goes if I was invisible not rapey at all you know like that was a hidden that was a hidden easter egg for people like me where the director's like yeah this is exactly what you think it is I sh- I'm completely <laughs> joking, but yeah. There's, 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 uh, funny enough, because I remember reading and finding loads of similar stuff, because obviously there's like his favourite films. Man- Mannequin. Worst <laughs> film ever, yep. <laughs> Crazy. Fellowship of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. I'm being a creepy as fuck. <laughs> um, Revenge of the Nerds, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Um, and then music wise, there was. Loads of some well, books. Introduction to Management Accounting. Oh my lord. Uh, Astonishing Power Feelings. I'm good enough, I'm smart enough. <laughs> Knife fighting techniques from Folsom Prison. Stop it. <laughs> you would though. You, that supports you... your theory. <laughs> if I was the director, I'd do loads of shit like that. <laughs> you would do loads of random, random crap like that. Yeah. I swear there was other stuff. There was, like, there was best music as well, wasn't there? Like, do you know that song, Invisible? No, no, I don't know at all. I've heard of it. But... Oh my god, Ian, you know that song where he's. I'm, I'm gonna have to play yeah. it. <laughs> oh no, I, 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 th- I'm, I know it, but I'm, I'm gonna it's play not it. I'd listen to. Can you hear this? What the fuck is he I, saying? I do know this. The funny thing is, I've heard this song before. That's crazy. I've, I've, I've heard that song before. I've never thought of it. Oh, Anton, it's the rapiest song I've ever heard. 
He goes, if I was invisible, I would just watch you in your room. If I was invisible, I would make you mine tonight. <laughs> Have you all seen Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I'm surprised, Ian, you've not heard that song. I would have thought that would have been right up your alley. A little bit of Rage Against the Machine, a little bit of Clay Aiken. <laughs> a little bit of Clay. <laughs> a little bit of Rage and a little bit of Clay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back. Bringing it back. <laughs> what? A little bit of Rage? Needs... <laughs> what the fuck? Ben, sometimes dead is better. He is catchphrase of the series. Sometimes dead is better. Clay Aiken... <laughs> Uh, it, hold on, I, I, I'm doing this on the fly. I, the invisible um, rape. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what you're right, there's a website. It's Fuck called Am I Right? Know. The funniest song lyrics, Clay Aitken. He's like, so someone said, these are lyrics by Clay Aitken's that we think are kind of funny. And they're saying, if I was invisible, I would just watch you in your room. He And he's like, uh, he wants to stalk you. Someone else has said... Um, so you're saying that if you were invisible, you would stalk me and then rape me. This is, these are these are women yeah, responding to the much. lyrics. Pretty much. Yes, Clay. Some of us wish you were invisible too and inaudible. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> what are the most unintentionally creepy lyrics you've ever heard? This is a Reddit article. Clay Aitken is number one. <laughs> I knew I wasn't alone. Well, I, I'm not. He's watching me. <laughs> oh. oh, also. Grenade by Bruno Mars. Yeah, that's a little bit psychotic, I find, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only because it goes too far. Not because it's anything like Grenade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's a lot, yeah. Okay, I'm over it. Throw a head on my bleed for you. Um, oh, calm down. I, I, I remember Maroon, Maroon 5, you know, the first yeah. uh, song, oh, Heart of the Breathe. Breathe. Jesus that's Christ. Nuts. That is, that's nuts. Even as a 17-year-old, I was like, that was, That's nuts. How dare yeah. you how dare you say my behaviour is unacceptable, so condescending, unnecessarily critical. Um what does he I say he goes, tendency of getting, getting very, very physical. physical? So if I oh. do, you you better pray you, do you you'll need a miracle. miracle. Yeah, what <laughs> the hell man? Jesus Christ. Well psycho. Well, hold on, we haven't spoken about Sarah yet once. So, so uh, Obviously she frequents the same bars as Hitch. This is this is the creepiest part. Hitch has pre-selected Sarah off-screen as his next target. Does that sound serial killer-ish? It does when you say it like that. He's, <laughs> he's pre-selected his next target. Okay. Doesn't that sound suspicious? It's like, well, this is how I'm reading it, right? He, he yeah, it is how you're reading it. He confronts her at a bar, and I love confronts how... Confronts her at a bar? Well, hold on. He has got eyes everywhere. The bartender is tipping him off. We get this... This scene, you say it like that? we get a scene agitator in Chip, who's great, by the way. Never, never did anything. This actor, Chip, he's like, you have fantastic I've eyes. Seen, I've, seen, I, I've seen him before. I just don't know where he's from. I've definitely seen him before in a few, in a few things. So but we see that she's, um, you know, she's not to be Chip. trifled with, uh, and then Smith swoops in, dresses her down, and I, I have, to, I'm, I've literally written down what he says. So he goes, no earrings, heels under two inches, your hair's pulled back, you're wearing reading glasses with no book. Drinking a Grey Goose Martini, which means that you had a hell of a week and a beer just wouldn't do it. And if that wasn't clear enough, there's always a big fuck off that you have stamped on your forehead. Because who's going to believe that this is a man? there's a man out there that can sit down beside a woman he doesn't know and genuinely be interested in who she is, what she does, without his own personal agenda? He is off the charts charming here. 
But mm-hmm. read between the lines. He does have his own personal agenda. He's being inauthentic here. He gets up and says, "No sweat." They probably go about their lives, and they'll what, probably what, just they'll probably the they'll, they'll probably be just fine. But he has no intention of leaving her alone. He's got the whole thing mapped out. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of I think, you're, I think we're reading this way too much. Literally, it's just a case of he has a friend at the bar. If you have information, is power. So knowledge is power. He sees her. He likes her. Okay. Is there anything I should know? I've got her drink. Cool. He goes over to the drink. Chip. Like, ju- just chip, to show you, like, like to chip comes in <laughs> and uh, obviously fluffs it up completely. It's the gambit. The whole gambit is designed Sorry, for her to think that he he has just had a moment of inspiration uh, of coming up to her and that he wants nothing from her and that he's fine with never seeing her again and and walks off uh, into the night when mm-hmm. really he's got the entire thing planned out. Yeah, of course he has. Absolutely. I think that, that's... I think he, that's, he does oh, walk away. He's having a plan. There, there is she, a chance he will never see her again. Exactly. There's no chance. He's got her work address. He's going to be sending her that um, walkie-talkie. She actually gives him the okay for it because she said, um, when they have the interaction, I can't remember specifically it was, he said, she was, he, he said something like, this is the part where she would ask He'd ask now questions to blah, 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 to kind of seem charming around. He was like, no, no, he wouldn't. And she's like, no, because now that's not okay. Now she's got, she has, he has her interest now at this particular point. It's like, cool. Okay, no, we'll leave it because she's actually given the verbal cue that to be fair, despite what it may seem like, there is actually an interest there, 100%. And then he's left it. For, no, for all, yes, he would interact with her again, but that was not the time. Absolutely not. But he knows she has an interest. I disagree. I do. I really think that his uh, appraisal of the situation, well, it's appraisal, but the way that he has presented himself is, okay, inauthentic's not the right word, but disingenuous because the, the whole point of his gambit is this is a chance encounter and the fact that you're going to watch me walk out of your life is just so that the next time you hear from me, um, you're going to get the warm fuzzies. And I've got this all planned out, I've got this all mapped out, so... At the end of the day, the whole point was that interaction. If he went up to, if he went up to her and just said hi, pretty much exactly the same way Chip did. Chip did exactly what what what. No, I never said he needs to go up and say hi. He could be as suave and smooth as he wants. It's the intention of uh, the this long game he's playing. And again, this is a film that's written by a writer, so the writers will just it it, it may not have even thought about half of this even. Even even a quarter of it, but that doesn't matter. It's still, it, it's not about the subtext. It's about context. I don't think, but personally, I don't think there is. I don't. I mean, it's, if you have a plan and you and you are, you have that, you have a, a, a plan, and it's, a, it's if but okay, or be a long term plan. Fair enough. Then I see no reason why, if it's a case of that was the interaction that would work at that particular time, which it clearly did, and the whole point of that interaction was showing the fact that if he did just go with direct she definitely wouldn't want that because that's not what she wanted that particular time I, uh, I I think it's worth mentioning as well though that the rest of her evening was probably followed by another 8 to 10 guys all absolutely that, uh, being like hey by the way nice glasses great Na- shoes you, you, have nice, like, you have nice eyes <laughs> yeah and it's just like okay yeah uh, just here to have drinks with friends please leave us alone 
While Alba and uh, Allegra's relationship progresses, Hitch has difficulty connecting with Sarah. None of his romantic methods work on her. Throughout the entire process, he keeps his career secret, claiming to be a generic consultant. Hitch, Hitch meets Vance Munson, played by Jeffrey Donovan, a shallow misogynist attempting to get Hitch to help him land a one-night stand with Casey Sedgwick, played by Julie Ann Emery, Sarah's co-worker and best friend. Although Hitch refuses to help, Vance smugly misleads her into believing that he has used Hitch's services. After finding out Hitch's true identity, Sarah publishes an expose causing Albert to vandalise a newsstand in rage and get arrested. Uh, Allegra breaking up with Albert and Hitch's reputation to suffer. To be honest, that actually sums up so fucking much of the film. I can't believe it where we are mention. already. It's yeah. nuts. That's three dates. It's nuts. I can't believe one, how much... And it doesn't even mention the dates. I can't it's believe how like, much it... it yeah, I, I okay. was just thinking that myself. I was like, wow, we've really got to the... To the, to the That's the, the end of the film. Middle, it's got the meeting, well. dating, meeting the boss, finding each other, betraying each other, and then releasing the article. That's... I thought that when they established that he he says I can get you there in three dates, I thought the film was going to have the first date and the first act, second date and the second act, third yeah. date and the third act, but they didn't go mm. that way. Which was good because it wasn't about them, if you know what I mean. Like no. I say, it was the subplot. So yeah, mm. T- tonally it's a rom com, but structurally it's it's something completely different, and that's mm. what it differs from from romantic comedies. It's almost like a heist film. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's brilliant because they're always they're always scheming and I don't yeah know. there's always that under, under, the, other, the other thing happening yeah uh, you know and, and there's always the uh, we are getting the, an, a, the, we're getting the tutorial of what you should do and watching it happen as he's getting the tutorial it's like, funny because when you think about it it's actually almost like three films where like you've got the film with Allegra and, and Albert you've got the film with uh, Sarah and um, Sarah and Hitch and then you've got the film with Hitch and Albert where that's the truth <laughs> yeah it's means. true <laughs> that'd be a great trilogy actually <laughs> but the, the you know you, you get the instructional video almost where Allegra's taken um, Albert to to, to a, a you know a, to, you know basically a, a soiree what is it mm. like a like an art exhibition for yeah for tossers and <laughs> Uh, yeah for me Albert like we, like we talked about earlier it's actually the true Albert that was that, that was getting him forward do you mm. know what I mean and even so much so where he like he like he chastises Egon like oh what do you think of the new Jet Stadium let me guess disgusting and it's just like what? whoa Albert where have you been hiding that do you know what I mean it's like that was all Albert that wasn't Hitch that was all Albert yeah. and I quite liked that and it was it was the you could see Allegra's appreciation of that yeah and he befriend he he disarms the friend. Oh, he nails it. He's like, yeah. oh, what's your inspiration? He's like, and then the friend's like, wow. I love the dance lesson. This is this is my one of my favorite scenes and, and Kevin James casting gets paid off here because he's so good at, at, at this. But it's where he says, this is where you live, side to side. Yeah. That is such good fucking advice. That's the sort of <laughs> advice that you would pay for. He's so good at it. He's like, this is, this is where you live. He's like, they don't need no pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good line. It really is. I use that to this day, just like side to side. Side just, to side. Just, this, this is where you yeah. live. It's yeah. so. And a Q-tip. 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 
she threw it away. <laughs> throw away the Q-tip. What? <laughs> Brilliant. Ian, I know you had a you had a signature, well, not signature move. What was your favourite move when you were uh, just joking in a in a in a club? Uh, it was get drunk. <laughs> just, rest of it doesn't really matter. I had to, I had to get drunk and back. What did I tell? Pretty much getting drunk and forgetting forgetting about the rest. My favourite was head, shoulders, knees, toes. <laughs> and then there was the uh, big fish, little fish, cardboard box. <laughs> I think washing my hair was always a favourite. Yeah. I always went down well. That shit uh, that shit is crazy to me. That those that actual actual movements become dance moves. Yeah. That shit is nuts. I remember the first time I ever encountered Big Fish, Small Fish, Cardboard Box and mm. everyone was talking about it like 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 we should have known it or I'd known it and I was just like Are we are we is this is this for real? Wait, people <laughs> do people do this? Come out my heart. <laughs> Oh, that was like a that was that was. <laughs> I think you that can't tell like, the story. You need to see Anton's face. Oh, that was like a comedy. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. I, I would think never. the comedy was me and Ben just sitting watching. Yo, like he's gonna do it. Speaking. He's gonna Yo, do it. Sat there. Yo, <laughs> fuck like, me up, man. Yeah. That was that was like. that. I was like, <laughs> so okay, listeners. Um, I I've grown up from a very musical family, so I've been dancing since I was a kid. So I absolutely love it. Like. I don't. I'm not a drinker at all. But you, yeah. So for me, it's all about the music and the dance floor. So um, the first time I meet one of uh, <laughs> Ben and Ian's friends, really cool guy. Absolutely love him. Uh, we have so much in common as well, including loads of stuff like anime and cartoons and stuff like that. Cool. All right. So we're chatting. We're doing blah blah blah. And then like some music comes on. I'm like, yo, look cool. Let's go on the dance floor kind of thing. So we go to the dance floor. I'm like, he's like, yeah, let's go. The song comes on. I'm like, cool. Let's go. I think we were with some people from our halls at the time as well, actually. There was like a girl from a halls that we recognised. So we are on the dance floor with like some of her friends as well. So we were just dancing, blah, 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 just doing our own thing. And then I was just dancing. And then, you know, like when you turn around and you think you see something like a ghost that you ain't, that you, that you didn't like some. So I just saw some flash. Now, obviously, being an anime fan, right? You know, when you see something and you recognise it instantly, because certain shonen anime is very specific. And I swear I see some like, hand gestures or some hand seals from Naruto. I'm like, <laughs> what? Okay. Maybe I've watched too much Naruto. That's what it is. That is cool. Then I'm like, I keep going and I swear I see like some fucking, I don't know, Shoryuken or Shoryupa from freaking Street Fighter. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Okay. This is good. Then, then I'm like, I'm going to sit here now. I'm going to watch this dude. And I swear to God, I see Kamehameha from Dragon Ball Z and I was like no this isn't happening no this isn't happening so I turned to look I bet it in for confirmation on the other side of the footage and those two just sat there freaking pissing themselves and I'm just like right they fucking knew this is gonna happen and <laughs> there, there was also a girl that you were eyeing and she was eyeing you and then you turned what you, you did a 360 from us to her your mouth fell open <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, oh my. Like, yeah, that was that was that was real. And this this dance sequence, the choreography, it, not the choreography, but the you know you get an aerial shot, you get some close ups. It's brilliant. Uh, it's really it's, nice. It's scene. shot so well. It's, it's really shot, so shot well. well. But did anyone else feel incredibly awkward when Will Smith slapped him in the face? That was brilliant. <laughs> I loved the double slap. It was a double slap. Yeah, but it was triggering, Stop. man. It was triggering. <laughs> <laughs> it was a double slap. 
It was, it was obviously getting the practice in. Yeah. <laughs> there is actually a video of Will Smith slapping um, someone in the face who... Uh, he was one of those dumb YouTube guys who oh, I saw up that. to people. The microphone with the yeah, microphone. No, he, tried, he tried to kiss him. Oh, he tried to kiss him. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I mean, it was a little love tap he gives him, but he's yeah, still yeah. like, Will Smith will handle his own business. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that was right. I think anyone being kissed without consent. Yeah, yeah it was. He slapped it was. Him. It's like what, as opposed to him being allowed to kiss him. Like yeah, so like he did, like he did. You, if, if, and funny enough, I swear those same. I swear that those same guys did it to. Tom Cruise. Yeah, with the but water. Tom, oh, but yeah, with water. Good, but Tom Cruise was brilliant. Tom Cruise managed to get him in a lock and hold him. Yeah. And then it was like, wait, why did you do that? Why yeah. did you do that? I'm, yeah. st- I'm taking my time out to meet fans. And it, yeah, it was, I'm being very gracious and giving it, you an exclusive was, interview. Yeah. It was so like, you know, like, it felt like being told off by your dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, go on, Tom. Absolutely and nailed the, it. And then he stops doing interviews. He tells them all. He's like, this guy's ruined yeah, it. Yeah, this guy's ruined it. Yeah, yeah. Press, this guy's ruined it. He walks yeah, off. Exactly. Now, my favourite sequence in the whole film is this first date. So Hitch sends a package to Sarah's office. Now, she knows their meeting was not just a chance encounter. Mm. You know, it was orchestrated. Um, she's not spooked by it. You know, this shit is charming because, again, it's Will Smith. That's my opinion. Um, <laughs> still, still, it's, it's a, a charming rom-com and they have great banter. You know, she's like, okay, Webster, how do I get rid of you? I like it. Um they meet on the Hudson, which is a great visual. Really makes you want to be there. Uh, even though the Hudson's probably polluted with sewage discharge and absolutely industrial that. waste and <laughs> shit. Absolutely. It's so true. I remember thinking that. I was like, oh, this is great. Jet skis. And then they're like, this is, this is in the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. But so yeah, I think you, you I are mean, allowed to, to jet ski. I, that was the other thing as well. I was like, do they have a permit for it? But yo, I, cool. I think I'm, I'm sure it's legal to use a jet ski on in designated areas, but all the way to Ellis Island. All, I was going to say, to Ellis, I, it's so funny because there's, so, there's certain things that you think about now. And again, this is also the, uh, the beauty of this podcast. You think about it now, but like back then, you were just like, oh yeah, man, he, t- he went in. Like, mm. How the hell did he get to Ellis Island? Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we haven't, do you know what? We haven't even touched on the soundtrack yet, which is like one of our big things. I, I was literally sat, I was sat there thinking, don't you worry about a thing. Oh, it's my favorite John Legend song. Well, absolutely, absolutely. There's so, there's so many songs, so many songs in this film. It keeps it's the film upbeat in, to such a degree. It's amazing. So many yeah. songs. And th- this is where you start to see the cracks in Hitch's armor because the funniest single solitary shot in this film for me is when he kicks her in the face. <laughs> and she, the way that I don't know if that was uh, if that was Mendez or a stunt double, but the way that she falls, she shut up, <laughs> and then the slow then, motion fall, and then and then the way he jumps in, yeah, to get after yeah. Like, like an idiot. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. I, I I rewound that so many times. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Kick to the absolutely I'm pretty sure that's in the trailer if I remember correctly yeah 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 absolutely I think that's one of the selling points that made me want to see this where they show you Hitch as Hitch and then show him falling apart yeah and that's this is the first the first time where we see the the chink in the armour yeah, I just love that whole. I'm sorry when I when he said when they said the butcher of, of Rudy's, I just thought I thought it was a profession. <laughs> right. I'm calling. I'm pulling my bullshit card out. Oh, Man. I was going in. Let's hear it. I love I love that scene. The butcher. I think he would have worked it out. If you're looking up someone's family history, and it's like uh, Yuan. I can't remember the guy's name. Is it Yuan? Juan Melas. Juan. Yeah. Juan Melas. Yeah. The butcher of. 
whatever area. Cadiz, Cadiz, I think it's, it's like, yeah, it's Cadiz or something like that. You a, wouldn't be like, school. oh, he was a butcher. You'd be like, your, um, I think Hitch's and my first thought would be like, if someone's called the butcher Cadiz, you'd be like, it's a murderer? Pretty sure it's a murderer, not an actual butcher. So I don't believe Hitch would have been like... I think. I mean, I think it was clearly it was clearly done for the film. I think it was obviously clearly done for the film, like stretches credulity. Because it, I mean, I remember still. I remember watching that the first time again. It was one of those things. I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Why do I? Why do I just remember this guy being the killer?" But it doesn't make sense. I'm not getting this from this whole thing. And then there was that butcher of Vadi's line. And I was just like, "All oh, right, okay." Well, it's, cool, it's, it's just when she when she like almost yeah she got like, she convulses. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, that's it. What? She convulses. Now, Anton, you know how you you're saying that people always seen you with a personality like Will Smith. I think I told you this before. The face that he makes when he realises that she's not actually happy with what she's seeing, that is you. <laughs> so whenever whenever you've ever realised someone is nuts, that's the face that <laughs> you make. <laughs> so like, you know, obviously, we know the story. Uh, I know exactly what started. you're talking about. Yeah. We're not inviting them anymore. Yeah, we, no, we won't be drinking with her again. <laughs> Literally, I was just thinking of we won't be drinking with them again. <laughs> we went across the street to we used to go across the street to the girls that lived across the street, um, and they were a, an eccentric bunch. But one night um, we were drinking, and there was one girl left. It was me and an Anton, and she's telling a story that started out really, really normal, and within thirty seconds it started to get dark and there oh. were people abandoning her and she was starting to cry and it shake. Got, it, got, it got bad. And you did the twitch that Will Smith does <laughs> in, that, in that bit. And then as she's, as she's got her head in her, her hands, you literally take the glass of wine out of her reach <laughs> and you're just like, we will not be drinking with her again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, it was, it was that, like, it just didn't make sense. I like... It was, and I can understand that feeling because that's the exact same feeling I had at that particular point in time. And it was just like, what? But the reason why I probably would sustain your bullshit card is, is because when she was like, oh, he, he left and we didn't see him again. And I just remember thinking at some point, I was like, how, 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 is, how has all this happened? I mean, when you say he left and you didn't see him again, that's how your family came to America from the looks of it. <laughs> so... Yeah what like how is your how does the butcher how does the butcher heritage disappear yet you guys the Melas, with the same surname still managed to live in america and Unclear. have your own like, it just didn't make sense you know what i mean Unclear. so I, that's why i probably support the bullshit card for that one the history that one doesn't make sense but i only it, support the bullshit card because it it it's also i'm going to tie it in with i'm not throwing one but it ties in with the fact that he's researching her family it's her first yeah, date chill the fuck it, out it is it it, it was it was like again, I got me. I was like, it's suave and it's cool and it's stuff. It's try hard, but it's a lot. Like yo, that's a lot. And then again, to support Ian's bullshit card, you've researched the family. Well, I, I, again, may, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like a past. I think the only way it works is that it's, maybe it's, it's like a past that they didn't. They only only her family would know. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be public record that the butcher meant. But but the, just the headline yeah. butcher of Cadiz means that it was news at some point. That's what I mean. So it must have been, it must have been at some point. So it's like, mm. so yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. I can support that bullshit card. To be fair. Mm. Um. Yeah. The. So that I mean, I I do like the whole sequence on Ellis Island. It's a cool thing, and it, again, it's really 
It's almost like this film was sponsored by the tourist board of New York. It really is, bro. Like for real. Like it's. Every, who wants to tour New York? Cool. Watch Hitch. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is like that. Go from Knicks games to Ellis Island. Everywhere. To, yeah. Uh, to the ball. Um, but yeah, I, just at, at this point, um, it struck me in the film, uh, even though I've seen it before, but uh, I never thought of it this way. He is a clandestine um, uh, consultant of the highest, like, works on referral only. He is literally uh, non-existent. Does he really want to date a gossip columnist? And uh, Do you know what? I've got to admit, I did think about that myself as well. I was like, but how, how, at what point did you not think? It's uh, crazy. Maybe it's, a, it's a Superman complex. Yeah. I'll go work. I'll go work in the biggest. It's a in Hancock the biggest uh, newspaper in. Uh, pretty much, I'll go work in the biggest newspaper in in one of the biggest cities in in that we have, and I will not only be there. I will also work with one of the most prized uh, journalists who is tenacious as hell, Lois Lane. And I tell you what, my disguise will be my glasses. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the Superman complex. Do you absolutely. know what? That makes so much sense. It literally is that. Wow. I get why they've added it to the film, okay? Because it, 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 and I, oh, I think need, it's we one. need a plot. Let's face well, it. it says like th- th- I think that's trying to say uh, not not trying to say it on purpose, but it says that men do seduction and women do gossip, and that does mm. neither gender any, any favors. Absolutely, it, it does it a disservice. No, that's that's such an that I've never even thought about. That's a, that's a really good way of looking at it. it that, that's how I think that you know subconsciously it's it's being portrayed. I think they chose gossip columnist not just because it serves a plot it, but so people can say yeah he sucks but she's worse and because in a weird that's... way it, it, it kind of again the whole argument he had at the speed dating thing just kind of fortified that completely yeah where short from the hit from the date doctor my ass really that that was that was your that was your source that was what you went with Mm. That was that was your whole and yes, fair enough. She's a gossip columnist, so at least again it is gossip. But again, it feeds into what you said about the fact that it's purely gossip and hearsay. So she'll do that. But it's like date Doctor Mass. Any person, I mean, I've literally seen Finnish comedians talk about the use of the word "ass" from Americans because it means so many different things. Mm. Like genuinely, I will literally send you that after this. It's actually hilarious. But you thought date Doctor Mass stood for the date doctor managed to get you. The woman like like what? We all know what that means. It's yeah. it's such a thin yeah. premise to destroy everything. That makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, there's not so. I mean, there's if you had a if this film took place any you know just a couple of years later than two thousand and five. Her, her part would be redundant. BuzzFeed would have outed him ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But, you know, I guess in 2005, it was like, dude, you're, you're like... A, TMZ, uh, you, TMZ has this picture yeah. of what, what we believe is the dick doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Throughout this, throughout this point, though, as you say, as we've said before, the subplot is really nice. Allegra and Albert, their date at the Knicks game is cute as hell. Absolutely, they're adorable as a couple. And, and again, Albert is basically d- d- getting there on his own two feet. Yeah, Hitch opened the door, and Albert sprinted through it, and, uh, and it was himself being himself that made it that, that made it go that far. 
Do you know what? The subplot actually proves one thing. Allegra is the real victim in all of this. <laughs> she is the only one totally innocent, and they all fuck her over. They literally do. Most of all, Sarah, because she breaks a story and, and uses Allegra like a two-dime Can, we, can, we, talk, can we talk about this? Twice. Twice. Yeah. As in, the only reason why Alex Skarsgård, by the way, who played the, the first boyfriend without any credit or... Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, fucking crazy. I mean, of all the people, it wasn't even like a small actor. But yeah. then again, maybe at the time, he obviously was. Yeah. But we have one, we have one of the Skarsgård acting role family um, there. And the only reason why she broke up with him in the first place was because Sarah happened to be on vacation, see him, and thought, screw it. I'm going to put, I'm going to take the picture and then put it in the service. So she's ruined, the, she's screwed over twice. Yep. For no reason. Because she's, because, because she deserves to know the truth. Just <laughs> bollocks. You, you do a gossip column, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not hard-hitting journalism. You're not, you're, you're, you are not cracking the Watergate Absol- scandal. Absolutely. Um, I just, just, because, uh, because there was a lot to unpack in that section. Basically, they had their first date. They have multiple dates. Things keep going wrong for Hitch. Um, on the sidelines, though, things are going really well for Albert and Allegra. Uh, mm. But then there's this uh, problem that, that comes up where um, she's close to cracking this idea of who the date doctor is and things go uh, tits up when she finds out it's Hitch. Pretty much. Pretty much exactly that. So, I mean, this this kind of... The second, the second act of the film ends with the, a really great scene in Hitch's apartment. Yeah, and you know, and you know, I'm going to completely turn the tables here, and you're going to be like, Ben, choose a fucking side. <laughs> but I love his reaction here. It proves oh, yeah. that Hitch believes in himself. His frame yeah. is so strong. Yeah. Sarah yeah. enters his home and is immediately belligerent. She's mm. impolite, and he picks up on it immediately. He doesn't cower. Yeah. You know, yeah. when she's like, Hitch, is that a noun or a verb? He goes, Well, I guess it depends. Like, yeah, it's a naughty little retort. Yeah. Exactly. Um. He he re- he reacts negatively to her bad manners. You know when she's like takes a swig from the wine bottle, he's like, "Okay, make yourself at yep. home, I guess." And right. then when she confronts him, I actually love that he doesn't recoil. She she um, says, "How does it work then?" He's like, "I don't give interviews, but yeah. if you want to come back to dinner, we can talk about something non-work related." He's not taking her shit, even though he should be quote you know someone in his position should be like, "Oh, I was going to tell you, uh, sorry," uh, but he's not because he's like, "None of your fucking business." And I, what, I, I tell you what, he, like you said, he doesn't overreact to any of it at all. Nope. He literally is just like, okay. Because, and again, because he doesn't understand, rather than, it being like, rather than him being like, okay, what's the issue, what's the problem? He's like, I'm just going to let this play out. I will navigate this sea of torment <laughs> and, yeah. and see where I need to go. Do you know what I mean? Except when he, he says, just, hey, nice cleaver, butcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wow. That was... He went there. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, savage. It's, it's, it's just crazy how, like, because it is that it is that whole that whole thing like it's just the whole thing of of take like the assumption the, the gossip and taking that and using that as your basis and your friend it's just absolute it's nuts it's absolutely nuts it it was a bit the one thing i think that that sort of nail in the coffin was that he had a really nice speech and clearly he didn't make it up on the spot but i think when he was saying that it did make me cringe a little bit when if you must you know, lie. Even though, uh, even it, though was, it was yeah. such a nice thing no, to do. Yeah. Timing wise, it was like, ah. It was, it, it, was, it was, yeah. And, and, and again, it kind of read to the whole, is this guy being sincere? Exactly. Yeah. Which is obviously the whole issue that she has. Um, I, so yeah. I love when he throws, he, she's throwing the salad at him and he 
he's not taken he's like I'll throw the salad on you yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Throw, throw it back yeah it's just completely different than what you'd expect from a scene like that in a rom-com yeah and, and it's funny that, because and it's funny because even like prior to that we had the scene with obviously the whole the, their second date which obviously went badly with his reaction and stuff hmm. and you can see where because there's a whole premise with them in fact, the whole premise throughout the majority of it, actually, with with uh, Albert and Allegra, Albert is, I suppose, technically doing the right things, but the wrong way and getting the right result. Mm. Hitch is doing the right things, getting the wrong result, but getting, getting no, he's doing the right things. It's going the wrong way. And again, same thing, getting the right result where they were still building something. They still ended up, obviously, at her apartment, actually having a deep connection, understanding why she was so defensive, why he was so defensive himself as well and why they're they are the way they are to the point where she shows genuine interest you know where she's like going crazy because she thinks he's left and it turns out he's actually coming back he's actually come back and you can see their genuine connection and then it gets ruined by the position of who they are the the the, for lack of a better term seductive consultant versus the the fiery gossip gossip columnist it's crazy at a speed dating event that Hitch sneaks into, Sarah and Casey confront him and cite Vance as their source. Hitch explains that not only did he refuse to work with uh, Vance, but also uh, the extent of which women must protect themselves from men like Vance unintentionally makes establishing genuine relationships with good men difficult enough to create a demand for Hitch's services. After receiving some criticism from Albert about treating love as a job instead of actually legitimate feelings, Hitch then tries to savage, uh, salvage Albert and uh, Allegra's relationship by confronting her. When she mentions how Albert's quirks won her over, Hitch realizes he is not uh, really. Uh, Hitch realizes he does not really do anything significant besides giving his clients confidence and allowing them to get the attention of the women they love. And most of his customers, particularly Albert, really were successful by just being themselves. After Albert mistakenly thinks that Hitch has taken uh, Allegra from him, Allegra reconciles with Albert, uh, and Hitch and Sarah repair their relationship. Quick note on the speed dating, right? Did notice even the speed dating place is super posh. Mate, Ev, mm-hmm. it is, I'm telling you, Hitch is literally an ode to New York. <laughs> there's contemporary New York, and then there's utopia if 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 jay-z and alicia Keys started playing at the end i would have completely understood <laughs> even though it was not created at the time but still no instead we get now that we found love <laughs> which is a fucking great song it's a tune that's an absolute tune yeah this, this film does for new york what notting hill did for notting hill <laughs> that film <laughs> pretty, pretty much that film makes notting hill look like the safest nicest place on earth and every place they go in New York is the same charming I know, safe exactly. clean non here's, here's what, I, what I'm looking for is non-confrontational place yeah exactly yeah you know, like he just storms into the speed dating uh, Hitch just storms in and all the guys are just like you know, pe- people that go speed dating well not all the guys are, are, are wusses you know like yeah exactly but these guys are like yo what's going on help <laughs> he took my spot <laughs> <laughs> This is probably the part of the film where I I will say that the um, the the divergence between 
um, Sarah and Hitch is 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 really well uh, brought to a head because what you what you find out when they're arguing is that she's wrestling with the fact that she interferes in people's lives for a living mm. and he's doing the same thing from a different angle mm. and he's not struggling with that dilemma at all she's she's not happy with how she she handles her business he is in fact he's standing firm he's not even mad that that she's she's broken up with him he's upset that he that albert and allegra have got hurt and and that she's she's just taking it on the whim of misinformation as well because he's actually quite proud of what he does yeah he's very proud of what he does and it's funny where because obviously and we've, we've they've mentioned it obviously the the the, the 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 end scene is hitch doing everything he can to reconcile but it's funny because i that i obviously remember that scene and that's that's the scene you remember at the end of the as the end of the film and then reconciling and hitch kind of putting things forward to make it work but then i completely forgot that she is the one almost coming with her tail between her legs and he's like get lost yeah oh, and it's crazy to see she she said i didn't mean to hurt you uh yes you fucking yes, you did. did yes you, did yes, the you entire absolutely thing on did yes you did that's and a really crazy. half-hearted apology. Yeah, absolutely that. And it's crazy that... And again, he's almost... He's he like he's almost in the right at that point, which is weird because you think because of what he does, you could, like you said, and you've alluded to before, you could almost kind of see it a bit shady. But he was the one that was in the right if you were taking sides at that particular point. Well, she says to him in, in this in the sit-down, um, she goes, you handled me, you researched me. And I'm like, well, you, you did know that already. You decided mm. to to go with this guy because he looks exactly. like because he looks like Will Smith. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to ignore the creepiness. He literally showed you the butcher of Cadiz for Christ's sake, or Cadiz, or wherever the hell you're from. <laughs> but she decided that him finding out where she works and sending him a radio in front of all of her co-workers was charming. So exactly, you know, yes, he researched, and you knew that you've known that the whole time. It is it is nuts. Like I said, and and what 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 was what worked really well, which. To be fair, actually, I'll talk. I'll touch upon it. I'll touch upon it now, actually, as well, because there were certain things, obviously, that were that were changed for the film. Um, but when he rejects or, or does rejects the the apology, if you will, it's the fact that he is now understood, or he's now back to he's almost reverted back to what happened before, as in what happened with Cressida. You know, where he's just like, "Oh, cool. This is what happens when I open up. Mm. Everything goes wrong. So I don't get involved past a certain point." Like he said, which was obviously that is basically almost kind of giving him something to apologize for at the end, but at the same time, does make absolute sense because he's let he's let himself go for one time, and again, it's resulted in this. So his reaction makes sense. It's it's trauma. Do you know what I mean? He's reliving past trauma. But funny enough, there was a deleted scene where Cressida actually met meets Hitch again. Oh, really? They bring her back. Oh, wow. So in a deleted scene, she comes back. And it didn't make it into the movie because it was decided that Cressida's character wasn't needed to kind of help Hitch get over his commitment issues. Plus, the movie is already too long. <laughs> plus, it's already plus it's already too long. Yeah, exactly that. So the director he said like um, there was supposed to be a scene where Cressida and Hitch go out on a date together again. So if Hitch finally gets his second chance, I can't imagine that, she... that being succinct enough to fit. Exactly. Down. So, but then the whole point is after seeing that. Obviously, going on a date with her, he's like, yeah, she's clearly not the one for me. It was actually Sarah. And I kind of get him, like... It, it, what, what would have made more sense would have been the two of them coming out to be like, you, I fucked up, you fucked up. Mm. But let's face it, your fuck up was far worse than mine. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, like it's, it's, it's incontestable. Albert and Allegra get married, and Hitch helps introduce Casey to a man after she gives the Heimlich manoeuvre to an elderly woman who is choking on a grape. A dance party then begins with Albert, Allegra, Sarah, Hitch, uh, which ends with Albert accidentally ripping his pants open while doing the splits. Indeed. This this Wikipedia um, summary... Um, is fucked. Ha- no, has done... Has, <laughs> yes. has, no, this Wikipedia it's, summary has pretty much neglected Casey throughout this entire thing. It's I was going to say... Has, absolutely. I mean, there's so much detail, it skips over, but they made sure to include that Albert rips his pants and he dies. <laughs> it's the only thing it seems to care about. I mean, like, the, anyone who's listened to this podcast would be like, Casey who? What the fuck? Yeah. But, you know, Casey, Casey is um, Sarah's best friend and someone who gets dicked over by uh, Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah. And in the end, because it's such a utopian rom-com, everyone has to get their just desserts. And she does... Mm-hmm get some I mean, the, very nice dessert. The only thing I think, I think I'd think i like to discuss or bring up was just, what did you make of Will Smith's speech through the door? Like, Messy. Did you enjoy that scene? Or Yeah, exactly. But I, I thought it was quite... It was good that to was, see his character in that different light. I think you know, that was the entire point of that, though. It's the fact that he has controlled and understood and has, knows what to say and has everything. And he's always dressed well and now he's the disheveled fool in love who doesn't know yeah. what to say. At the end of the day, he has to literally, quite literally, throw himself and take the leap of faith and go into this, go into that situation. Yeah. That, I think that's literally exactly. It's what almost like for. the more important thing is that he's there saying stuff rather than uh, saying absolutely. The right it's thing. the fact that he's and, there and he's willing, yeah. despite not knowing what he's doing. She already yeah. likes him. She yeah. already loves him. Everything he's saying is, "Are we going to get to making up yet?" Mm. Mm. I believe that because the, I, I mean. I just say it's more sophisticated than your average rom-com, but you know I don't think love is that complicated. This movie talks of it like it's a maths equation, uh, and then in the end, it, you know they 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 say, well, we know the, you know there there are no rules, but like just talk about the rules of attraction. We know there are rules of attraction and getting someone to invest emotionally in you, but that's not true love. It doesn't have to be true love. You can be attracted and be interested in someone. It doesn't mean it's going to turn into love. Mm. And when he says at the end that there are no rules to love, you think. Well, maybe there are. You just were doing it wrong the entire time. You were in the business of attraction, mm. not happily ever after, although you mm. thought you were in the business of love. Yeah. And that's probably why the last you know, outburst he has when they're talking through the door, it's not what he says it. He goes, "What you know, 90% of what you're saying is not coming out of your mouth. Mm. And it's because they, they were already in love. It was just, mm. are we going to get mm. to admitting it yet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I think I think that's that, you kind of hit the nail on the head on that. I think again that's why I, I can let the whole love thing slide because to be fair, it had to be that because of what they were symbolising. I would like to see a hitch movie from a woman's perspective. I think the world is is owed that in two thousand twenty two. Like post Me Too, what do women have to say about the pursuing nature of romance and the idea of objectification by observation? Like, what would a female take be on a woman? Who trains women to attract men and manipulate is, men's lives? Is that what is the film? Is it I'm Tay Diggs? Isn't it as well? I think. Oh, it's an old one. Yeah. Uh, Equilibrium. Sorry. Equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tay Diggs was an equilibrium. <laughs> he was an equilibrium. Yeah. 
had Sean Bean in it, if you remember. So. No, it didn't. It had Christian Bale in it. Oh, it's not yeah. the Sorry, and, Oh, no, yes, it okay, is. And, and, uh, okay, and Sean Bean. And? Yeah, all right. Don't correct me on my beans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't correct me on my beans. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, I've just figured out it's, it's two can play that game. Never heard of it. Yeah, okay. two can play that game is is kind of like that the other way around, where Vivica Fox is very much the she is single and basically helps her all teaches not not teaches less hitch so more kind of just the friend, but she's like always great great with men, always always the one who tells her friends what to do when it comes to men, always works, always gets on that, and then it switches it. So yeah, pretty much is almost a bit like the reverse, the closest thing to a reverse hitch. Hmm. Two can play that game is the one, yeah. Okay, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say like the gender politics of this film, you could talk all day about it, but that's not what this podcast is about. You know, we're still the whole the whole film is about gender politics. Really, it's toying with roles and relations and divergences of men versus women. Uh, I think if this film came out today, uh, it, it might allow for quite a bit more fluidity of the gender roles although mm. not as much as many of us yeah, it, would, it would absolutely have to there's no t- whoa Tay Diggs was married to Edina Menzel wait what did you know this that, no, no you know who obviously you know who Edina Menzel is I, I, I do I just didn't know that they were what I mean it makes sense they were both in rent that's what I mean what the fuck they were married I can't believe that that's nuts yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Sorry, and it, it blatantly wasn't Tedix, by the way, which is why I was struggling to find the film. It was another guy, um, completely different guy. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Can I ask who it was? Um, it was. I don't think you'll know the name, but if you saw him, you'd know who it is. Uh, Morris Morris Chestnut. Yeah. You, if you see if you see him, you know who he is. Very very kind of that one of the prominent um, uh, black actors like at the time. But the film itself have has loads of people in it. Monique. Megan, not Megan, what's her name from, she's in Bad Boys 2, she played Martin Lawrence's sister. Oh, um, Gabrielle. Gabrielle Union. Union, yeah, loads of people are in it. Okay, should we go for scoring? Yep. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was surprised by how much I actually enjoyed watching Hitch, uh, and how there were still actually surprises. Probably more to my ignorance because of the fact that I didn't even notice the 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 ladder eight, uh, fire station. So <laughs> it was it was it was it was a hundred percent enjoyable. There were certain things that didn't make sense to me as much when I watched it the first time. That actually probably made more sense now. But at the same time, on the flip, there were it was other things as well where there were certain things that probably would work and would have to definitely need to change now, like you've mentioned. A lot more kind of the gender fluidity, less of the rigid roles and stuff. But so, in terms of what I'd stick with, I, for me, it's a it's a seven. I give it seven slaps. Seven slaps to Chris Rock's face out of ten. Okay, I would say that despite the reservations I have with um, the Hitch character and his uh, mo today. In a vacuum, in 2005, and watching this movie for what it was at the time, uh, it's entirely enjoyable. I remember loving it back then, and it's perfectly fun to watch now. I think most of it, you know, take take all the 
real life Will Smith drama out of it and uh, most of the film falls on Will Smith's shoulders of oozing charm and sensibilities that just make you forget any you know anything you might uh, find un unseemly about the film now the film is funny but it's more drama and the drama's good New York setting fantastical but beautiful uh, soundtrack is 10 out of 10 uh, yeah I'm going to go with a 7 out of 10 as well for enjoyability factor uh, really enjoyed the film if you're just watching it uh, empty headed and don't think too deeply I think it's quite an easy film to enjoy even now uh, compared to, to back when it came out time is definitely uh, changed dating I think more so which shows a lot with this film like um, I think people getting dating coaches probably happens way more like if I remember correctly when this film came out people wouldn't tell each other that you would you met on the internet people would come up with with lies i think that was when this film came out it, it, so. it definitely was that kind of, it had that kind of motif uh, yeah that's so i'm with you on that yeah whereas now it's like yeah we met on an app mm, on my yeah. phone but you know you can even ping people for dates now you can go to a restaurant and put your location down and, and say if anyone wants to meet for a date so i think a modern version of this would be needed more so to update uh, one, how people date, and two, probably um, just, just I think there could be a, a more diverse character choice um, across the board, uh, including the date inside of it. So I would happily see a Hitch remake. Um, I think I think it's in line. But really enjoyed this film, just minusly watching it. I, I It made me laugh out loud quite a lot. And to hold my That's attention safe. for two hours, it flew by. So... Uh, I'm going to be going for a 7.5 slaps uh, out, of, out of 10. Nice. Nice. But you threw a bollocks card. There is a bollocks. Oh, shit. There was a bollocks. So, there was bollocks, though. So. Yeah. Stands by his bollocks. Um, so 7 and 7 and 7.5. So you've got 7, 14, 21. 21.5 minus 1. And that takes us to a healthy 20.5 slaps out of 30. Uh, no awards were thrown out this week, but it probably wasn't that kind of movie. It's getting really crowded at the top. Uh, we've only got two spots left for the top ten. So let's start with Superman Returns, which will probably always be our bottom movie with eight <laughs> out of 30. Unless, I don't know. I don't know. We've, we've watched some shitters. So, you know, it might not be as safe at the bottom as it thinks. Uh, the Girl Next Door, 17.5. That takes number seven. And then we have Hitch, which enters fresh off of this review with 20.5 out of 30. Yeah. Training Day above it at 22.5. I agree with that. Snatch above it, 23 out of 30. And then we get to the top three, which is Hot Fuzz at 24.5, 300 at 25, 30 out of 30. And then Departed still reigns supreme at 26 out of 30. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Hot fuzz, top three. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Have I had money on this? Be fucking better <laughs> than 300. I've, I've got I've got a bit like, I, I just, I'll, I'll probably move it around. It's not far off. It's not far off in my opinion. It's actually not far off, but I, I'd, I'd probably move it around, I think. Sure. Personally. As you know by now, the way that we pick our next movie to review is that we've pulled together sound bites from 40 individual movies and converted them into mp3 files i asked my wife lauren to rename each file 
uh, give it a number from 1 to 40. So I'm going to ask uh, either Anton or Ian to pick a number from 1 through 40, and I nor do Ian nor do Anton have any idea which file is which. We will find out along with you, the listener. I'm going to ask Anton, uh, please pick a number from 1 to 40. 27. 27, okay. Let's pull this up. All right, press and play now. In chess, the pawns go first. Oh, oh fuck, I hate that line. Love that film, but really? <laughs> uh, I'm both happy and sad at the same time, I hate, if that's possible. I hate this film. I am. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe fresh eyes. Maybe fresh eyes. You never know. You never know. It will maybe be fresh eyes because I, I put it in a box. <laughs> like the Phoenix, I put it in the back of my mind <laughs> and built walls up. <laughs> maybe like the Phoenix, it will rise from the ashes. No, 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 no. It's dark and it needs to stay buried. Um, <laughs> X-Men 3, uh, for those listening, it's oh, yeah. uh, the last stand. Um, I think it's uh, mid... It was... Well, it had to be mid-2000s when we were at uni. Uh, I think it was 2007, 2006. Either way, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just not one of our favourite memories. Um, but oh, that... I remember, yeah. I, I just, I, for me, every time I hear this from I just remember... Uh, readers, um, readers, viewers, you can't... Uh, not even viewers, listeners. <laughs> you can't see what I'm doing, but there's a particular hand motion that Ian and Bill will know what I'm doing when I say, dead. Yeah. Which was basically the conversation <laughs> that we had when we came out of the cinema. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, yeah X-Men 3, uh, tune in. It's going to be a barn burner. And with that, it's about that time where we make like Jeffrey and Rush. So all that leaves me to do is thank my co-hosts, Anton. I saw that going differently in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> So did Chris Rock. I cannot. And oh god, Ian. You know what? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to. We're all gonna have to quit after this. Oh. Well, remember, folks. Your futures haven't been written yet. No one's has. Your next picture is whatever you make it. So don't make it with Will Smith. Keep your wife's name! <laughs> God damn! <laughs> oh no, yeah. I'm going to get cancelled. <laughs> uh, Alright, we're out. Peace. <laughs>